Now I want to read some familiar verses tonight or this afternoon. And I want to start, please, in uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 59. The book of Isaiah, chapter 59. Now it's on my heart for a few minutes this afternoon to speak to you about the great divisions outlined in the Bible. The great divisions that are outlined. So here's number one. Isaiah chapter 59, verse number two. This is God speaking through his prophet Isaiah to the nation. What your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. We don't normally read the next verse, but I want you to see that. Here's what happens. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath murmured perverseness. Little word here I want you to take notice. You see there in verse number two, between. Now the next scripture is in 1 Timothy, please, chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3. <coughs> 1 Timothy 2, 3. Here's what Paul says. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. See what it says there in verse 5? One mediator between God and man. Into the Old Testament now, thinking of this chapter recently, 2 Samuel chapter 20. Chapter 20, verse 3. And here's David speaking to Jonathan. But truly, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. There's your word again. I want to read one more now in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, and we'll just read one verse. It's verse number 26. And of course, we all know this is the story that the Lord Jesus Christ told. And here's the bottom line of the story. Here's what the rich man heard in eternity. Luke 16 26, beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Think of these words. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. And that's all we want to read together. And the Lord 
will bless his holy word. We have read four places where we're faced with this great truth, the divisions of Scripture. I would like to illustrate that to you before we commence and look at some of these verses. Those of you who have traveled in the North American continent and especially in the USA, you know, whenever you go on to the great interstates of that great country that's vast, you see notices in different places the continental division, the continental place where there's a divide in the contour of the land. You see, if you were to go through, for example, the state of Montana, or you go through Wyoming, or go through New Mexico, and several other states, the continental divide is staring you right in the face. We've been around those places many, many times, and I've seen those notices, and if you have traveled there, you have likely seen them. So people want to know what it's all about. Well, here's what the experts tell us. On each side of the U.S., there's two, there's one mighty ocean, two oceans. There's the Pacific Ocean on the west, and there's the Atlantic Ocean on the east. Now, as far as the contour of the land is concerned, there's a point reached where everything that is moving west will go like rivers and lakes and streamlets and whatever. They'll all finish up on the west side of the continent. That's a big point. On the other side, everything that flows eastward will finish in the Atlantic. Now here's the point. They will never meet, never. East and West will never meet. And that's what we want to illustrate to this audience this afternoon and evening. The great divides of Scripture. That's where we started in Isaiah chapter 59. Listen to what that prophet said to these dear people. He says, your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from him. That little word in the English language, between, we call it a preposition. And it has been well described that it is a space separating two persons or two things, or two objects that never meet. So here's where we start in the gospel. You know, God wants us to understand and know that on one side of this great division is a holy God, and on the other side is an unholy creature. And more about that in a minute. 
See, when you come to 1 Timothy chapter 2, it's amazing. That's, that's the gospel story. On one side, God. On the other side, man. And there's one mediator between God and man. See, they'll never meet only in one way, and that is reconciliation, the bridge. And it's the story of the gospel, how God can maintain his righteous character and meet an ungodly person saved by the grace of God through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we'll talk about that further. I want you to think of this important matter. You see, death is the article between time and eternity. God has so structured life on this planet and the world that's coming. There's only one way you can get from time into eternity, and that's through death. I want to just stick with that passage. That's why we sung, death is coming, 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 and the judgment day. Here you are today, all of us, enjoying health and strength. None of us know what a day brings forth or an hour brings forth. And I want to spend a bit of time before we go on this other great divide. The world that we're going to will never end. It's forever. And in that vast eternity, there are only two places. And the Lord said, there's a great gulf between them. Heaven on one side and hell on the other. They'll never meet. That gives us something to think about as we listen to the gospel of the grace of God. Let me point out to you about this great divide between a holy God and an unholy creature. Whenever Isaiah prophesied, it was very, very obvious in the nation. He tells them, there's a reason for this. Your inequities and your sins have made the great divide. I want you just to pause out and think about that for a minute or two. You know, when it started, it started in the Garden of Eden. What a sad day when God could no longer talk with his creature. A great divide has come in. What is that? Well, that's sin. Nobody knows how long our first parents were in the Garden. Times of joy and fellowship with the God of eternity. But one day it stopped. Sin entered. 
would remind the audience that sin commenced in heaven, didn't commence on earth. Ezekiel chapter 28 is very, very clear. The moment that Satan said, I will, sin commenced. But it entered into the world through Adam. Basic, simple gospel presentation. Well, you know, folks say, well, that has nothing to do with me because I wasn't in the garden. Well, let me quote you the Bible, friend. Wherefore, as by one man, that's it, that's Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death has passed upon all men. You and I, sons and daughters of Adam. And what he went through, he's the head of the human race. And Adam all die. And if you're not a born-again person here, this evening we're delighted to see you, whatever age group you're in. But it's a tremendous moment in the history of a person when they realize there's something wrong. I'm a sinner, but God is a holy God. Please make it personal this evening. Maybe you have known the gospel all your life. I'll just tell you, recently in the U.S., we were asked to take a gospel meeting at a conference, and uh, <clears throat> in the audience were a lot of people that never heard the gospel once. Amazing. Never heard it once. Different culture, different color of skin, all the rest of it. And the Lord was very near on that occasion. And going out the door, this lady said to me, Sir, I have found out tonight something I never knew before. And I have lived in the world a long time. I found out that I'm just a poor sinner, that I have sinned against God, and I'll never be in heaven unless I'm saved. You've heard it from day one, friend. It's a tremendous moment when it comes home to the heart. Oh, I remember so well in this province, as a young man of around 20 years of age, when I found out for the first time what God says about the world is true about me. Can you get the first big division? Well, Romans chapter 3 is right here. So the whole idea is right here. There's the hands, there's the mouth, and there's the feet. And those ten witnesses in Romans chapter 3 tell us beyond the shadow of a doubt, all sinned and come short of the glory of God. People say sometimes to me, I'm tired listening to that. Friend of mine, if you're ever going to be in God's fair heaven, you've got to learn it. Please pause and think about that. Now, you see, God had a, had a plan. And we often point out, before there was a sinner, there was a Savior. 
How do you know? The Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. You see, before he was a Savior, he was a Son. And he was sent to be a Savior. Jesus, Jehovah's Savior, save his people from their sins. Before there was a rebel, and Cain was the first one, there was a Redeemer. A wondrous grace that found a plan to rescue guilty fallen man and ease him of his load, and so on. So we have come to tell you to, this afternoon, don't despair, friend. God has a plan, and he wants to see you and I in heaven when life on earth has passed, and here's his plan. And did the holy and the just, the sovereign of the skies, Stoop down to wretchedness and dust that guilty worms might rise. That's God's plan. Out of the ivory palaces into a world of woe. Only his great eternal love made my Savior go. I want to think of how he felt about it. Imagine from the throne of his glory from all eternity to arrive in a shepherd's manger. I was reading Luke chapter 2 today and going over the ground on my own soul. What a change. The world had no time for him, no room for them in the end. But he had a plan, and God's plan was that one day at the end of the ages, his beloved son would die on a lonely cross. That's what 1 Timothy 2 is all about. God's desire is that all men should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Why? There's one mediator between. There's your word again, between God and man. The man Christ Jesus, himself a man, who gave himself a ransom for, for all. All without exception. And whoever you're here today, you can have salvation for salvation's available for all. We've learned already today the cost to the Lord Jesus Christ. From Salem's gates advancing slow, what object meets mine eyes? What means yon majesty of woe? What means yon mingled cries? The Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, Dying crushed beneath the load of the wrath and curse of God. Is this the man? Yeah. Can this be he the prophets have foretold? Should with transgressors numbered be and for my crimes be sold? We have come to tell you today how you can be saved, friend. And so we make it personal. You ever asked yourself now, why was he there as the bearer of sin? If on Jesus my guilt was not laid, and why from his side flowed the sin-cleansing blood of his dying, my debt had not paid? Dear people, Jesus did it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. It's a tremendous moment in the history of a soul when they find out for the first time that when the God of heaven 
allowed his son to die on a lonely cross and to pay the penalty for sin, they understood for the first time he did it in my place for me. We call it substitution. An innocent victim taking the place of a guilty sinner. Maybe you're here this afternoon, pause a minute, whatever age group you're in, and maybe you've been thinking a bit about this recently. It's pretty obvious that God's working in the province right now, and it's younger folk that have got saved. There's a tremendous moment when the Holy Spirit of God opens to your understanding that when he died on the cross, he died for a sinner like me. Jesus dying on the tree means the sentence passed on me has descended on his head and that he has died instead. Adore him. The glorious work is done. The Father will not punish me. It was laid upon his son. Tremendous moment in the history of a soul when they find out. This finished cried his suffering soul and I my title see. I am a guilty sinner. But Jesus died for me. Would you be simple enough right now to accept what the Bible teaches? The divide will be overcome. The bridge can be crossed. God help you to understand that today. I remember that truth in my own experience so well in this very province. And for the first time, I took him as my Savior and thanked the giver and went on my way rejoicing. I want to go to the next big divide. You see, friend, we're not here to stay. We want to make that very clear. We're here for a very short time. That's what Moses said, for example, we spend our years as a tale that is told. What is your life? Even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. There's a great divide between time and eternity. We're only here a short time to go to the big world that will never end. I want you to think about it. What brings people from this life into the next life? Well, friend, at this point in time, death. I sat in a hospital recently beside a dear lady, and I knew that the enemy, the last enemy of death, was very near. Fewer hours after that, she passed into eternity, saved by the grace of God. When you stop a minute, friend, it's happening all around us. Death reaps its sheaves on every hand, the old, the young, on sea and land. Eternity is drawing near. We're not here to stay. Life at best is very brief, like the falling of a leaf, like the binding of a sheaf. We have seen some tragic things even this year. 
Dear people, can you understand today, whatever age group we're in, we're not here forever. Just a short time. You'd think they see and witness the lifestyle of dear people that are going to be here forever. There's no tomorrow. It's all for now. How do we know that? Well, here's what David said. There is but a step between me and death. If your pulse stops, finished. Just a breath between us and eternity. When are we going to understand it? When are we going to take it to heart? It's happening all around us. I'm getting emails from different parts of the world nearly every week. So-and-so has passed from time into eternity through the article of death. I want to ask you if it comes to you this afternoon or evening or tomorrow, if the Lord be not come, have you made preparation for that day? I want to spend another minute or two to tell you about another great divide. The Lord Jesus Christ told these dear people in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, there were two men. They were neighbors. One was rich, the other was poor. The rich man wouldn't even acknowledge the poor man. But here's how God worked. God took the man that was ready to go first, a voice to the man that was rich in material things. He didn't get the message. It's happening even in this province. God taking neighbors home that are saved to speak to those who are unbelievers. See this man. It says he died. He was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. What a change. All kinds of things are said in this story. I want to tell you, friend, that here's what he heard for the first time on the last time. Between us in paradise and you in eternity in hell, there's a great gulf fixed. And he gets the message. There's no passing from one condition to another, one place to another. Many a time I wonder how he felt Well, I tell you, he never thought of his five brothers whenever he was on earth, but he thought about them when he was in eternity. He realized, I'm here to stay. 
when they just pause a moment and ask your dear people, if you were to leave your life right now and you breathe your last, you were asked yourself, would it be heaven or would it be hell? People don't like to think about it. Even preachers don't want to talk about it. But the Lord talked about it. We want to talk about it today. Dear people, we're going to a world that will never end, and there's only two places in it, heaven for the saved and hell for the lost. Where are you headed today? Would you just carefully ponder that? Here's the challenge as we think of this great divide. There's a heaven bright and fair. There are many mansions there, one of which thou mayest share, but you come. There's an awful place of woe. There's a hell where you must go. If you die unsaved, but oh, will you come? Friend, the choice is yours. God help you to understand that if you have arrived there, saved by the grace of God, heaven, and take think of the words of the Savior, if you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. God help you, friend, today. All around us, tragedy is happening. But we're very concerned about you, that you might make preparation for that sudden call. And so we think of the great divides of Scripture. As I've told you, the continental divide, those rivers that go west will never meet with those that go east. And whenever you arrive in eternity, whenever you leave this life, if you leave saved, it'll be heaven forever. If you leave an unbeliever, it'll be hell and the lake of fire. God help you this afternoon to take it in at a quarter to six that God would have mercy on you and will meet you there in heaven if you take him now as your Savior. Thank you very much. We'll pray. Our Father, with deep appreciation in our hearts for the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that left heaven for earth. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And when the day is done, they'll come from the east and the west and the north and the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. And we're very concerned that some here will be missing in that day. Oh, that thou would speak to them tonight, this afternoon and evening, and have mercy upon us all. We thank thee for these things that the Lord Jesus spoke about and are in the Holy Bible. Help us now as we part. We might never all meet again. O oh God, bless thy word, we humbly pray in his worthy name. Amen.